This is On The Story. I'm News 10 ABC's Trishna Begum. Every night, I get to tell people stories, but there's always more. I wish I could fit into every piece. That's where this podcast comes in. Each week, we'll dive into a topic with the newsmakers, experts, and the people who can tell the story the best. This is episode 18. Thanks so much for listening. This one is going to be a fun one. It's summer in the capital region, which for a lot of folks means that the track has started. The fans are back. They're at 100% capacity this summer, so everybody's back. And so is our trackside reporter, News 10 ABC's Cassie Hudson. She was kind enough to join me in the middle of her workday. She's so much fun to talk to, and she also happens to be very fashionable when she's at the track. Well, really, every morning she's fashionable, but more so when she's at the track because she really brings her A-game. She wears so many hats, both figuratively and literally. She shoots, edits, writes, does all of her own stuff, although she does have a photographer at the track. She'll talk a little bit about that. Also, she happens to have a wide array of hats. She's been collecting them for track season throughout the year, so she'll fill us in on that, how she gets ready. I was so excited to talk to her. I don't actually get to see Cassie all that much because we work such different shifts. So it was a lot of fun catching up with her. I hope you guys have just as much fun listening to this. Hello. Hi. Oh, there we go. Yay. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's just nice to like talk to you I don't know I was really excited so I was so honored I love your podcast so when I got your message I was like oh my gosh me like am I good enough to be on your podcast oh whatever you're so sweet you're so so sweet okay we're gonna talk about everything Saratoga related today but I right before logging on I saw your Instagram you did some sort of chili pepper challenge just fill me in briefly so Capital Roots kicked off this hot pepper challenge and they invited people from the community to participate. So, you know, immediately I knew that it was for a good cause. I was like, sure, I'll participate. And then when I got there, it's like the basket of all the different peppers. You've got bell peppers, you know, you have uh, shishino peppers, you have peppers I've never even heard of. And then the hottest pepper, which was the orange pepper, the habanero pepper. And they let us all select which one we wanted to do. And of course, I knew if I didn't do the hottest one that everyone was going to be calling me out. So I was like, you know what, if we're going to do this, we're going to go and we're going to do it all the way. So I did the orange pepper and yeah. You was, are brave. You're brave, my friend. How Are you a spicy food person? I do like spicy food. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, testing the limits to that extent all the time, but um, I will say the Bachelorette, like about, I think like two episodes ago, they had a challenge where all the guys had to eat like these hot peppers. And I just, I was so curious. I was like, cause they made it seem like it was like the end of the world. So hot. So I was like, I just, I was just curious and, um, you could take however big of a bite you wanted to. And I ended up taking three bites. So that was, so I saw the video on Facebook also, and I was like, she's going back for more. Yeah. I don't think that's a part of the challenge. What were you thinking? Did I take enough? Am I doing it right? And like, yes, I did do it right. You just have to give it some time because the heat kind of catches up to you after a while. And I think the hardest part for me was there was like the milk there, which is like supposed to help 
counteract some of the heat and I'm just not a big milk gal. So <laughs> you were today. Yeah. I was like, I guess I have to, but yeah, it was, it was fun. So is your mouth still like, was it just on fire for a little bit or are you still recovering? I'm better now. Um, a little part of it was, I don't know if this is TMI, but a little bit, a little part of the pepper was stuck in my back teeth. So it so just would, yeah, it like wouldn't stop. And finally I got it. Uh, and now I'm fine. It's, I'm fine. I've Good. recovered. But It was awesome video. I'm going to share it later today. I so. challenge you. I was like on the spot. I definitely challenged Ryan Peterson because he was the one that said I should do the orange pepper. Yeah. So. Well, I look forward to their video. So I'm, I'm curious what they end up going with. Okay, so let's talk about Saratoga. Okay. Um, this comes out next week. So we'll have gone through kind of opening weekend. Um, track starts on Thursday. Let's just start with this year. You've been trackside reporter for three consecutive years now? Correct. Okay, what are you most looking forward to this year? I think, uh, gosh, I mean, it's the best assignment ever. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, this is going into my third year and that I have the honor of doing it again. But I think for me, after coming off of last year where, um, you know, fans weren't allowed inside the track, you know, Dave, my photographer and I were the only ones inside. It was so quiet and we spent so much time with the community and the businesses to now be able to come this year and do almost like a full circle where people are going to be back or at 100% capacity to kind of feel the energy. And I really feel like so many people are going to take advantage of the track this year because they went without it last year. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Thursday. It's weird talking about it because I feel like we're kind of, we'll be talking about it in the past because some of it will have already happened by next Wednesday when this gets aired. But Thursday is like supposed to be the one day that it's not raining. So I feel like the weather gods are cooperating and it's like, here's your, here you go. Here's your one dry day. Yeah. Mother nature is a racing fan. That's what I'm saying with this weather forecast right now. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Do you have most of your stories um, like slated, ready to go? Or are you kind of working like in the process of gathering those stories? Give us a little scoop of what you've been working on and what's to come. Okay, so yeah, so part of it is leaving room in case things happen because a lot of those special events happen, you know, the week of the day of, um, but I'm such a planner. And what's great about the Discovering Saratoga segment is those are really community stories. They're a little bit more evergreen. It's checking in with people who've been in the community for like 100 years, 150 years, and how racing has affected them. So what I actually just did yesterday was I mapped out all of my stories that I want to do in a huge database. And then I, I planned them out for the upcoming weeks because Saratoga also announced, you know, those special days like military appreciation day, first responders day, like those are coming back on certain days. So it's kind of like a little puzzle piece where you're kind of popping in those days that you know that you're definitely going to want to cover and then also having those special stories in addition um, that kind of supplement it and where they could go so it's just about it's a puzzle trying to make sure you get to all of it but yeah I'm, I'm saving stories all year round of people I meet um, people that I think could be a really great story for Saratoga and then the hardest part is actually picking them because, you know, you only have so many days. Yeah. There, and there's so much to tell. By the way, last night we aired your, I think it was like a destination New York piece, kind of about the history 
of Saratoga. It was, you did such a great job with it. Oh, thank you. That you one did. was, that one was fun because, you know, I did that like, I mean, it, I was still wearing a jacket, so it was still cold when I did that one. And it was like, it was the whole piece is two minutes. And where I just got to really go in, I did stand-ups all over Saratoga. And that really made me even more excited about the summer because throughout my process, talking to everyone about how, you know, they're ready for racing and how they're excited to be there. So it was a great piece to do leading up to the coverage. Is there a story like looking ahead? I know there will be some surprises, but is there a story that you're looking forward to really telling this season? Ooh, that's hard. There's a few. One that I actually did a couple days ago was, um, there's this cabin project <laughs> with a bunch of community uh, figures where they come together and they decorate the cabins for the backstretch workers and their families. Mm-hmm. And last year was the first year doing it. And then this year was their second year doing it. And um, so many people wanted to get involved, but there was only so many cabins that they had families come oh. in and like uh, rake the grounds and clean up. And they just came up with new like ways for that they could help. Um, and then the families were arriving in town this week. So that was one that I was um, pretty excited to see compared to last year, how it grew. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, that giving spirit, just multiplying, I thought was amazing. Yeah. That's always lovely to see. And I know that probably means so much for the backstretch workers, their families, cause they, they're probably the hardest working people there. Another thing I love about watching your stories when they air during the summer your outfits, your hats, your, and I didn't know this last summer until I think you might've tweeted it out, but Tim Lake and I were talking uh, casually during break and we were admiring all your hats. And the, for anyone who's listening, Cassie's hats always go with her outfit. They perfectly match. Um, And, and we were like, we were like, she must be like, somebody must lend them to her. Like one of the shops up there who, had this huge collection and I'm like oh my gosh that's a lot of hats so walk us through this collection of hats and how you've been kind of collecting them through the years so what I'll tell you is I have to give a shout out to Hat Stational my first year they were the ones who kind of introduced me to my love of hats and just the tradition there at Saratoga and where I did my live shots was right by the tent in the Saratoga race course so right before I'd go live Roger, one of the workers there would always be like, oh, this hat would look great with your outfit. Oh, you should try this fascinator for my live shot. So I was like, okay. So that that's where it started. And then um, towards the end, if I didn't have a hat or a fascinator, somebody would always say something, Cassie, where's your hat? Where's your fascinator? And I was like, oh my goodness, like I have to live up to this now. And <laughs> it became uh, a thing. <laughs> I became a thing, I guess. And I mean, I loved it. Um, I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to overdo it, but I think somewhere where you can overdo the hat tradition is some somewhere like Saratoga. So when I was heading into the next year, when there wasn't going to be hat stational, there wasn't going to be, you know, those places where I could be, you know, maybe borrowing hats or things like that. It was a tradition that I wanted to continue because one, so many people loved it. I loved it. So over that year, I started um, looking online. Um, my favorite hat actually came from the New York State Fair. Oh, um, it's just a simple sun straw hat, but I think the traditional and simple ones, I think I've worn that one. Actually, I got away with wearing it, I think like two or three times last season. Um, and then some of the more over the top ones are from like local 
shops in Saratoga. I've done Poshmark, that addiction grew during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and just, I, I meant to count before I chatted with you, but I think I've got like maybe 30 hats now. Wow. And I imagine it'll grow again this season if you come across something you like. Uh, yeah. And that's been the fun thing too, is collecting them. If I ever visit a new place, uh, it's like getting hats from different like locations because it it's like a story for me of where I got them. Kind of a memory attached to the hat and like you remember like the event or the story even of what it was attached to. Absolutely. And if if I got one from like Poshmark or, you know, um, you know, Macy's or something like that, then the day that I wear it and usually the store that's associated with it at the track is usually what I carry with it. Like each one I can look at and like tell you like a good memory from from that hat. (laughs) That's fantastic. I love that. You also took um, our meteorologist, morning meteorologist, Jill Swed. I saw on a little field trip. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so I'm really excited for that because I've been editing that all day and that's going to air right before the track. Um, And Jill came from Lexington where she worked at the Kentucky Derby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like I've seen photos of hers and I was like, oh my, like hat goals. When you see some of these, like, I mean, the Kentucky, I mean, yeah, it's, it's insane. So when I was getting ready to kind of lead up to this track fashion story, I, I thought, you know, I was like, who better to come with me than Jill, who's worked at the Kentucky Derby. Like she's super excited for Saratoga. She missed out last year because of the pandemic. So you know, she's already got her outfit together and, you know, we can learn a thing or two. So we went to Banty Smancy Couture in Latham. Mm-hmm. I know that store. It's, uh, oh my God. So my spin studio is right next door to it. So every time I'm admiring the windows and it was yeah. my first time going inside and I was blown away. Like, it's just my dreams come true. And <laughs> the hats, the, the jewel, the shoes, each table with different color sparkly shoes I was like oh my gosh it's it's amazing and she put Jill and I in a couple different outfits one that you know we wouldn't think to wear she put both of us in a pantsuit oh like a like a jumper or like two pieces no like a like a like a jumper jumpsuit with the pants attached red and then but it was cool because it had like a skirt attached to the legs too oh different yeah, so I'm like 5'7", and Jill, I think, is like 5'3". So it was cool to see, you know, her and I both wearing it, and then she accessorized it differently for us. Did you like that stuff? Is that going to be in the story? I want to see that. Yeah, the, okay. I'm, 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 I'm like trying to edit that part to show, to, but yes, you will, you'll see I'm that. I'm curious how that looks. I don't think I've ever seen kind of like a skirt attached, but that'll, that'll be neat to see. Did you have a favorite outfit? Did you walk away with, end up walking away with anything? I the final outfit that I had on that you kind of see in in the tag is my favorite and I'm probably I'm probably going to go back to get maybe like a Whitney or Travers outfit because I already have my opening day (laughs) outfit because like I plan my stories I've been planning my outfits like all year and like I have them kind of lined up with the hat that I want to wear and the opening day one is one that I had already had. How do you decide what outfit for what day? Like, are, does it just strike you as a moment of inspiration? Like, that's what I want to wear for opening day? Or are you trying to, like, color coordinate? What are you trying to do? Definitely, depending on, like, my most fancy over-the-top one is usually opening day. Um, like, my hat, 
pushes the boundaries because it is probably the largest hat I've ever had. It's really, like, it's yeah. And it covers a good majority. So I'll have to be very strategic when I'm doing my live shots. Okay. Um, but I also think like, you know, any day opening day is the day you can, yeah, no one's going to question. Absolutely. It's a fun place. And Saratoga, uh, as much as it is about horse racing, it's also about fashion. So I think that's the beauty of it is you get to tell these fun stories and community oriented stories. So why not have fun with it? Right. Right. Exactly. And, um, I have the outfits I like, and then going into the week, once I kind of have those stories set, I like, I will try to come up with the, the outfit that I know and try to complement to the story. So like first responders day, I know I'm probably going to wear like a blue themed outfit, um, or excuse me for military appreciation. Um, day and then uh fabulous Phillies day i know i have a pink look yep and That's a given. yeah exactly so there's those couple days and then i have on fridays i feel like it's a casual friday so i can do a little bit more of like the sundress a little bit dressed down but still dressed up looks um maybe i'm overthinking it a little bit but that's just like how i think of um the outfits and trying to decide, you know, as I put them together. And then at the end of the day, it's like, how do you feel in it? You put it on that day and you're like, mm, I'm not feeling great in this. So we switch it up a little bit and you have those other options. Do you have any advice for um, ladies or the gentlemen who are really excited about, you know, summer finally at the track now that we can all go and people are, you know, the restrictions have been lifted. Any advice or uh, recommendations in terms of planning outfits or getting the hats um, or just, you know, dressing up to feel your best? I would think um, for gentlemen and for women, pick that one item that you're really excited about. I think, you know, not a lot of people say they're not hat people. I've heard that so much. Everyone can be a hat person if you just believe. And, you know, it's not serious. Like you just have fun with it. Find that one item that you love and then plan everything around it. Because in so many other opportunities in your life, you know, there's that that time to dress up with the, you know, the right dress and, um, you know, going to a wedding or going to an event. But like Saratoga is one of those times that you can really just go a little over the top. So get that hat and then plan that outfit around that. Guys, get those sparkly blazers, crazy patterns that you might not wear anywhere else. But in Saratoga, people want to see that. As much as we go there for horse racing, people go there to see what other people are wearing because it's just so much fun. That is one of my favorite parts. Um, when we have our little set at Saratoga that the anchors sit at it, and in between breaks or in between shows when Lydia and John are on and I get to sit there, I think that's one of my favorite parts is just like people watching and watching all the outfits and the great fashion. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, she looks amazing in that. It's great because people will just randomly tell you like, hey, great shoes or great hat. And it's such a fun environment. Yeah, everyone's so supportive of one another. And I love like, that's one thing that'll be even more amazing to see again this year. You know, the families, the little girls with their mom that all wear the same dress and hats. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's just, it's just so cute. I mean, we feature a lot of them in our like track stars of the day and things like yes. that. So, but I mean, yeah, it's so fun. And like you said, everyone's so supportive. In, in talking to like the track officials and getting ready for the season, what can people expect that might be a little different? Is there anything that um, people should know before they go? I think definitely the, the most important rules is, you know, being vaccinated versus, you know, not being vaccinated, following those protocols, um, keeping space, 
there was going to be a big issue with, um, you know, when folks come in, they're not allowed to run anymore. Everyone's so excited to get that picnic table. They need how, to how do you think that's going to work? Because that is, I feel like that's always like in the, in our morning show, that's like one of the first shots we show that day is like the running toward the picnic tables. Do you have a prediction on how that's going to work out? I know it's hard to think of opening day without that iconic running in the gate shot, but I think that there's going to be some quick pace walking like this and I I am feeling with officials that there's going to be a lot of you know regulating and, and being careful but to a certain extent um you know we have moved so close to normalcy that I feel like some people are going to be a little excited and it's going to be a little hard to to mandate in terms of eating food at Saratoga um <laughs> give us your best places to eat best places that people would have to stop and even if it's not inside the track just even out and about in Saratoga because there's just so many places to visit absolutely I think in the track for me one of my favorites is Shake Shack um they even have like that custard special track dessert that you can only get there it's so decadent is that the shake yes it's like yes. this it's really cool because if you go to Shake Shack in so many different areas, like um, my first time I went was in New York City, they have one on Broadway that's specific to the area. And at Saratoga, they have a Sunday there. And it's just, I mean, it's chocolate and caramel and crunchies. It's like too much for a hot day, but like also so good because it's like the only place you can get it. I think, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, is it the sloppy track? Is that what it's called? I believe that's, that's what it's called. I, Lydia got me the first time Lydia ordered it from me and you're right. It is so decadent. You cannot, especially on a hot day. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't finish this. This is too rich. Yeah. I did a couple bites on that. And then I was like, I'm going to not be able to make it through the rest of the day just because you're, you know, it's a lot in your stomach. Yeah. You'd be in food coma. Um, that reminds me there is, I mean, you know, people see like the end product of your live shots and you look fabulous, you look fantastic, but before all of that comes together for the four o'clock or the five o'clock, there is a lot of running around at the track in terms of gathering all of that news. Give us kind of a behind the scenes glimpse of what your day-to-day looks like at the track. Absolutely. Um, in the morning, you know, get to the station, 9.30-ish with uh, Dave Miner, my uh, photographer, and we roll out. We usually grab Starbucks or Dunkin' on the way Mm because we need our caffeine and then head to the the track. And what I try to do is set up all my stories for around 11, 11.30. And right when we get to Saratoga, before we even get to the track, we usually go and and shoot our story. And once we get our story, we run back and um, we're usually putting it together, writing, editing. There's a little area hidden inside the Saratoga race course where we put things together. There's like a little closet where it becomes my tracking booth for the summer. And usually, you know, Dave has to go run and grab something for sports or help somebody else. So then I'm, you know, at the computer handling it, doing a first run through the edit, and then he comes back. And, you know, our live shots are at 4.30 and 5.30, but last year I had um, live interviews at 4 and 5. So, you know, you're putting out all the things together and then right when you hit send, you have maybe less than 10 minutes to just freshen up, get ready and then run out there. I swear my fascinator has not been on the right side of my head or in the right area on my head for that first live shot because, uh, you know, people do see that end product where they see you on camera and all that kind of stuff. But 
your, your day is spent so much of getting the story, making sure everything is sounds right. You know, you're checking your grammar, you're checking your facts. Like you just want the end result to be so good that you don't have time to think about, oh, how do I look right now? Does this sound okay? Like, yeah. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget how, like, it is a big area. So it's not like everything is in one little condensed little spot because you're going from one end to the other to track people down. But it is a lot of running around and add into that, like, a hot and humid day. Or sometimes a memory just popped up of you in my Google photos, and it was was two years ago. I remember this. And um, I, I'm going to send it to you because you'll get a chuckle out of it. But it was, it must have been pouring that day. And you just came into that little, little door and your hoodie's on and you just look like I've been running around. And you, I just, I looked at that and I'm like, she is such a hard worker. You really oh, are. You really you. are. And you make it look effortless. So, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you because I knew you'd have a a good um, inside scoop of everything that was going on. So thank you. I anyways, that popped up and it made me smile. So I'll, I'll send it to you later. That's so funny. I will say the one thing, the only upside of last year was because we had all of that, the running around, we didn't have any crowds. We didn't have any people. So it made getting from point A to point B so much quicker, especially when you're carrying all your gear and parking, we could park inside the track. So getting around, um, but you know, we'll sacrifice that any day just to have people back with us and to have that hype. Um, quick, and then I'll, we'll wrap this up soon. But was it eerie last year when you were doing those live shots? I mean, there are no crowds. You don't feed off the energy. What did it feel like for you being there last year? I think for me, uh, it just felt like a big sense of responsibility um, because it is a tradition for so many people, all the, the people who come every single year and to be one of the lucky people to be inside it. So that's why I try to still dress up. I try to still have the hats. I still try to tell those track stories and then hope that the audience member could almost step into my shoes and feel like they were there through those couple minutes. So for me, it was just that huge responsibility. And after when I heard so many people, you know, feeling, you know, happy or you know pleased with how things went it made me feel like okay like maybe I did my job this summer like I was able to share it and now they can come back and finish it off this year and step back into their shoes you absolutely did you I mean you're just such a good reporter and that's exactly the way to to see it is you are the eyes and ears of folks so I know we certainly appreciate it at the station. I always enjoy watching your stories. They're fun and I learn a lot. So thank you for being our eyes and ears out there. Thank you. I uh, wear the hat proudly. (laughs) Oh, she just put me in such a good mood after I talked to her. My thanks to Cassie again for chatting with me for so long. If you are interested in seeing all of her stories, I'm gonna link as many of them as possible especially the ones that we had mentioned during this podcast. I'm also going to link her hot pepper challenge. It's just so much fun to watch. And also a few of us did it at News 10. So I'll link those in the show notes. Be sure to visit News10.com for all of her trackside reports. And of course, you can watch Cassie every morning on News 10 ABC. You guys, thanks so much for listening to this. Share it with a friend and take Cassie's advice wear something fun, wear something that makes you feel good, and have a great week. I'll talk to you all next week.